Welcome to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Recorded in Central Texas. Broadcasting to the world. Join your hosts and their weekly guests for insight, advice, guidance, and ideas to help your ministry flourish and help you take care of yourself. Now, with a combined 35 years of ministry experience, your hosts, Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellums. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 17. Are we on episode 17? We Listen. are, yeah. Yeah, we're on seven. Yeah, 17, man. If you have been following us since the beginning, we both owe everybody apology for the last couple episodes. You know, during the summer, things just get really busy, and mm-hmm. we it's hard to keep track of trying to, you know, fit all the, all your... Basically, you got your ministry schedule, you got your work schedule, and in the summer, your family's around more. So you have, I mean, mm-hmm. just, it's just, we've been busy. Uh, we yeah. tried, we tried an episode uh, last week, but between the both of our schedules not really lining up really well, and then our guest schedule not lining, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's the way it is. And uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, we know at one point we were trying to get an episode every Thursday. Uh, I think for the summer, we're just going to try to get an episode out when we can. Um, yeah. So just be on the lookout. That means you have to subscribe and uh, <laughs> to whatever podcast platform you use so that you can know when those episodes come out. Uh, I I think I also think that the Kelsey video has not been uploaded to youtube it it's me i uploaded it but i think something went wrong went something's different about it and then it didn't, mm. i think i think i also think the same thing with philip's video so uh it's in the archives of the face of the youtube channel but so i can just like switch it over but i just noticed that today oh uh, so i need to nice update yeah i don't i don't listen or watch on youtube really i mean i do sometimes but so I think what Jacob's trying to say, sorta, is we're sorry but not sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and most of, most people they're busy in their summertime. Uh, yeah. We have a guest that we're, we we have trying to like you know schedule around because they're busy, mm-hmm. and uh, even our guest this week, which by the way is the hottest guest we've ever had. Uh, well, half of us agree with you. Uh, well. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I mean, I guess if we we considered Keith, but uh, whoa, I'm just kidding, but not really. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think once summer's over and we get back into like a this a, a back into a routine of you know school, uh, it'd be easier to s- be consistent in our podcast so yeah uh, yeah just like next well when's this episode coming out uh probably sunday uh see it's it's friday night i believe uh and this episode will probably come out sunday at some point yeah that gives me tomorrow to edit and all that stuff uh i'll be at camp uh, most likely by the time you listen to this youth camp out in Piney Woods. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. We don't, I mean, I don't really have much 
Jeremy, let me. I completely forgot about to ask you. <laughs> I, I forgot about you. It's been a while since we've done the, the intro. I don't. I guess I, you know, just you know, loosening up the the rusts. Knock, the knocking the rust off. There you go. Yeah, there, there you go. go. That's the saying. Knocking the rust off. <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked. How have you been? Oh, you know, we. My son was born on July fourth, and so. The second, we had a big party for him. We had a wonderful time with family and friends. And uh, I think there were like 20 kids or something, cousins wow. and friends. And we took him to Dave and Buster's. That's like which adult arcade. There is a certain cutoff point and time where they kind of kick kids out. And so, yes and no. So it's definitely it's definitely kid friendly. It's definitely family friendly for the hours that we were there. So okay. it was a. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, when your kids get ten and eleven, or eleven and twelve, they're well, yeah, they're almost eleven and twelve. Landon is twelve now. Uh, it is. It's the place to go. It's the place to go. We loved it, and the kids loved it, and the food wasn't half bad either. So I go to David yeah. Festa's just just because me, and my older sister, we would we would just go during the day. Yeah. We, randomly just go so i mean they've i think the one of the coolest things i think about david busters is they have a a little bit of the classics you know like really like atari classic and then they have uh you know my what i grew up on and then they have all the new stuff which you know the new stuff's really amazing too and you're likely gonna find me on one of those racing games, you know, where you can race like two people or four people. Yeah. Oh man, I love them things. You hit the nitro button and I just love that stuff. That's my woo, buddy. Dude, those sound effects in my headphones were amazing. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what do you have like a touch screen in there, like making sound effects? Like, uh, there's this thing, this big, the big wheel thing for the tickets. Yes. I go to Dave Buster's and I'm going after tickets. I don't I don't care about competitions and stuff. I'm sitting there. I'll do the 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 big wheel that, you know, vert, uh, vertical wheel. And then they have that old school uh horizontal thing that goes you have like four people on it and the light basically chases around and you hit the button. Those yep, are yep. those have been around since I was a kid, so uh I, I fig- figured him out. My five-year-old nephew went, took a beeline. Straight, he grabbed my finger and took me straight to the one where there's a ball on top. And you drop the ball down and you turn a wheel and it can go left or right, right? Yeah. And then it it, it falls down and you're, you're kind of ping-ponging, styling it down, you know? But you're trying to get the one in the center, which is like 1,000 points. And the yeah. rest of them are like 10, 15, 20. He he swiped that car like six times and uh, and, uh, and my brother's standing there, his dad, right? And I'm like, uh, it, it looks, uh, you know, he's he's spending a lot of money on this. We better go play something else. And come on, Duke, let's go do something else. That's funny. <laughs> it was, it was like I, he wanted he wanted to win, you know. <laughs> one of the things that Janie used to love to do for her birthday was go to Gaddy Town. And oh still, yeah. I mean, we even went uh, before COVID for her mm-hmm. birthday. Was it her birthday? Yeah. It was somebody's birth. I think it was Janie's. Uh, the thing about the Gills is that all their birthdays are on the same, like within the week of each other, other than Amanda's. So yeah. we would they would go to Gaddy's, and um, they had an arcade thing where you throw a football 
through the holes and you get tickets. And I probably spent 40 bucks throwing <laughs> throwing footballs in this thing because I was good at it. So I was trying to get as much tickets as I could. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I ran into your sister-in-law one time at, at Getty Land. Really? Did I ever tell you about that? I don't know. I don't think I did. Uh, it was like, it was a little bit before you guys were married and uh, I ran into Kim and I, I was my like. My sister-in-law or my sister? Your sister-in-law. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I got a sister named Kim and a sister-in-law named Kim. So. You know, I knew that, but I didn't know that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, that's that's a gill. I know that's a gill. You can tell and a gill. I, and I'm just to the age now where I was just like, I'm just like, hey, I know. Are you related to Amanda Gill? That's my sister. Ah, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, you can tell a gill from a mile away. You can't, oh, you can't look past them, so. That's good times. Any, anything you want to talk about, share about? Uh, uh, anything? I know you were. I know you were like almost scrambling a little bit to get camp paperwork done. But okay, you got well, that all taken. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't going like to bring that, that up. I didn't really like it, but you were like putting the final uh, T's and and yeah. dots on the eyes for camp and stuff. And so, so last Wednesday when we usually record, <laughs> I I scored a cheap ticket to the Astro game. Oh yeah, uh, which is why we didn't record on Wednesday because I left in the middle of the like at like one thirty because I wanted they were giving out Alex Bregman bobbleheads and I was like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the first one in line. Well, I wasn't the first one in line, but I was within the ten thousand. Of course, I don't think there was more than ten thousand people at Minute Maid that night. But uh, do you do you think there was a lot of people? I mean, it, that, that was a day game, wasn't it? Or or no, it mid afternoon. It was seven ten. Oh, but it was a Wednesday, so yeah. Wednesdays tend to be a low attendance day. Mm-hmm. But I scored this ticket on the wall of right field. I mean, I okay. I have to admit, I went. So they were playing Baltimore, and they were doing batting practice, and they hit this foul ball that hit the wall. And I was going, I was trying to catch it with my hands, and I hit the wall. And my sunglasses fell on the field. And I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. This is like something kids do. And it, no, this grown man dropped his sunglasses onto the dirt in the corner of right field. And uh, I looked and all these parents, the kids were all hanging over the wall. Parents were standing back. And I'm, you know, like, crap, I just dropped my glasses. And uh, a grounds crew guy poked his head around the wall and goes Ugh, and walks over and picks them up and hands them to me. And I was just like, that's so embarrassing. Uh, I was chasing a foul ball during BP and I dropped my sunglasses and I, I just sat down the rest of the time. I was like, if they hit a ball to me, they hit a ball to me, but I'm not, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you're not going to do that again. <laughs> no, I don't want to. It was embarrassing. Cause everybody looked at me like, what is this guy going to do? Uh, so, um, well, that, you I, know, and life has been super busy. Uh, we now have my mother-in-law's dog with us for a couple of days, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it's fun, but a part of it's kind of sad cause you know, that's Janie's da- dog and yeah, uh, he's, he needs the attention. Like right now he's barking. Uh, 
but then you add in my dog. My dog's elderly too, so she she's getting uh, she needs help sometimes. She's getting better. We actually uh, uh, went to the vet last week before I left for Houston mm-hmm. and started this treatment for shots. And I, we'll be honest, like last week, early week, we were like, okay, it's time to you know push her over the rainbow. Uh, and they gave they we started these shots that we give her every week now, and it's week two, and she, I mean it's. I wouldn't say a whole new dog, but she's a hundred times better than she was last week. So oh, that's, that's, that's great news. Yeah. Cause I was super, I've, I've had her since she was like six weeks old and yeah, uh, we've been through it all. And uh, she's a boxer. So she's past her expectation date, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, How old would you say she is in dog years? That's you have to multiply it by seven, Jacob. Let me do the math real fast. Oh, you you got your toes out? Well, I can't see my toes. My toes are fat, so uh let's see. So hmm. she'd be eighty four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She has a heart of a twelve year old but mm. a body of a hundred year old. So. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Well, we are uh, we're we're doing kind of a unique interview today. It is different, a little bit different. Uh, this is part two of our women in ministry series, and uh, we might as well jump right into uh, episode seventeen. The interview uh, it is Amanda Taylor, and uh, Jacob and I decided that it'd probably be best that he sat the interview out, yep. and he you know he already mentioned it. He went to the baseball game, and then ended up we recorded. Um, on Monday, I think is when we recorded. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I think it went really good and, uh, we're going to maybe highlight a little bit of stuff at the, in the outro, but, uh, I want you to take a time and, and listen to what Amanda has to say. I think it, it's, it's a really, really good interview. So it is, it is good. I will say that I did between we, when we talked earlier and now I did actually wa- I watched it. And, yeah. Uh, uh yeah, it was really good, I and mean, uh, you both did great, and I enjoyed it. So, uh, I guess we just get right into it. All right, today on the Whataburger Hotline, I have Amanda, formerly known as Gill Taylor, on the line today. That just means that I met her as Amanda Gill, and then she got married to my buddy Jacob and her name is Amanda Taylor now, so it's probably better to say on the Whataburger Hotline today is Amanda Taylor. Amanda, glad to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm I'm really excited. It's I've seen a lot of behind the scenes, so it's it's an honor to be on on this side of it. Thank you for having me. Well, we like uh, like we said in the previous show, we we're excited about the the series, the Women in Ministry series that we we're doing, and you are our second lady, and we're so glad to have you. And obviously, uh, you are a, a pastor's wife, Jacob. Uh, you and Jacob been married since about September 2020, and as we like to joke, you got married twice. You actually got married twice too, right? I did. Yeah, same person though, both times for same Jacob. Guy. So same guy. Right, right. I know he's right. clarified that a few times. Just going that. But in case we have a first-time listener on this episode, uh, then we want everybody to know that Jacob and Amanda were married twice, but to the same 
Never two mind, ceremonies, whatever. one wedding, or one official there you... union. Yes, there you go. There you go. The county, the county only knows about one of them, right? Right. Our bank accounts know about <laughs> both of them, though, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh my goodness! There you go. There you go. Well, listen. Uh, I, I want you to t- kind of, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, your ministry before you're married, because uh, I got to meet you when you were probably like a freshman in high school mm-hmm. and you came out and you served at Highland Lakes Camp on the team servant program. And that's when I met you. And so I want to hear a little bit about how God's called you to that type of ministry, because for me, it always seemed like you understood what it meant to be servant. And so... um Tell me a little bit about how God's called you that, you know, to share the gospel and uniquely, you know, designed you for that, that area of your ministry. Yeah. And then, then we'll jump into some other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, we did meet a long time ago. seems like a lifetime ago at Highland Lakes. Um, so I heard about Highland Lakes originally through someone else that was in our youth group, um, you know, group in a church uh, down here in South Austin. And they had gone out there and done their team servant program and, I was like, man, that'd be a great place. I love summer camp and I love Jesus and I love making new friends. So let's go out there and check it out. And I just kind of fell in love with um, the behind the scenes work that really goes on to, to making ministry happen. You know, there's a lot that happens that people don't see a lot of planning and organizing and um, hands on deck to make sure things run smoothly. I really just kind of fell in love with that being able to do things that aren't always glamorous, um, but they're for the kingdom. You know, every toilet scrubbed is, you know, hopefully a student coming and getting to know Jesus. And if somebody, even one person comes to know Jesus, then it's worth scrubbing like 20 toilets. Mm. I'm sure you remember turnover days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then I just kind of continued that throughout high school. So I started the summer, I think it was after my freshman year of high school. And then I went on to serve at Highland Lakes Sink Camp um throughout college so every summer that I was out there I did lifeguarding so I was on the rec team and did lifeguarding on those course um certain the dining hall kind of whatever need needed to be met is is really what we did and so um yeah I continued that through the summer before my senior year of college so 2014 was my last summer out there um, yeah yeah so it's my that was my time at Highland Lakes and it was just it was just a neat experience to be able to be a part of kids coming to know Jesus. Like I said, you know, and you get to work alongside other people who have the same passion as serving. I think that that's part of ministry. That I don't think people realize is it's, it's not about yourself and it's about mm-hmm. doing what needs to be done. So people can come to know Jesus and somebody has to do the grunt work. Somebody has to do the, the hard work and um, the man, the reward is seeing people come to know Jesus and it makes it, all worth it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, definitely. And then you spent some time in Washington. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, of course. So I spent the summer after college in Tacoma, Washington, and I worked with a church plant there. So my friend Mary Beth, we actually met at Highland Lakes too. Uh, you know Mary Beth. And so we yes. were team servants actually in high school together and then worked um, out at Highland Lakes all throughout uh summer and it was um actually an interesting like how i got to to tacoma is i actually applied for another internship um like a month long in africa and i Mm. like raised a bunch of funds for it and then mary beth was like hey there's this college internship program at this church that i'm at 
And I was like, I don't know, I really want to do this Africa trip. Like I really feel called to it. But man, when I tell you that like God shut every single door for me to like be able to go, it was just like, I had never fully trusted on God for a decision in my life as big as that one, you know? And it was the summer after I graduated college. I was like, man, what am I going to do like my life? And no one prepares you for life after college. It's just an interesting transition in life. And so um, I applied and it was through the North American Mission Board. And so I got accepted and went out there and we worked alongside the church plant. And we, um, man, we were just the hands and feet of Jesus in the city of Tacoma. I don't know Mm. know much about Tacoma. It's uh, right outside of Seattle. It's about 45 minutes to an hour out of Seattle. Um, Just really low poverty, um, a lot of homelessness in Tacoma, um, a lot of... um, you know, addiction on the streets. And um, we served at a homeless shelter uh, multiple times a week. Um, We hosted block parties to get to know the community. We would like prayer walk the streets. We would just really just build relationships and then um, help witness to people who came to church. And the people that came to the church in Tacoma, man, they were as real and as authentic as it came. You know, they weren't people who grew up in the church and were super elaborate in their prayers with the words as you you know and it was just oh yeah raw and i mean you saw like transformation right in front of you of people like jesus freeing people from addiction and homelessness and man i loved my time in washington and if god ever called us back i would (laughs) go in a heartbeat um i thought i was going to stay there forever I mean, I was like, man, like, this is it. Like, surely this is what God has for me and I'm going to stay here. And, you know, August comes and I'm coming back to Texas. So, um, but God works all things out for, you know, our good and his glory and we'll always end up where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, uh, it seems like sometime, sometime there beforehand though, uh, I'd seen you at Mania Marathon, right. And, uh, in in South Austin, yeah. uh, I think Brian Hall, one of Brian Hall's amazing events, right? And you were there with your church, and I was there with my church. And at the time, you know, Jacob and I were were working together. And uh, I think we needed something. We really needed something from the convenience store, right? And so you and Jacob uh, went to the convenience store. And then I think after that, it just kind of all. But then you went to Washington right after that, right? I did. So <laughs> funny with me and Jacob. So if you remember, I said I worked at camp up until the summer before my senior year of college. So it was summer of 2014, and you and Jacob were actually at Highland Lakes. Remember that? You guys had brought Cedar Valley Youth in. Yes, I do. We we were just hanging out throughout the week because we knew each other, but we weren't, like, really friends uh, just because I was in high school and he was in college whenever we both were there at the same time. And, you know, like, as a keep your distance, right, boundaries for sure. Um, Yeah. And so he actually was, like, messaging me throughout the summer on, like, Facebook, and then I don't know if I can tell this part, but I'm going to anyways. He <laughs> messaged me at the end of summer and was like, hey, I think you're really pretty. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then I never heard from him again. Like he never replied to me. <laughs> and so I go about like my senior year of college and I kind of forget about Jacob. And then we show up to Mania Marathon, uh, you know, the overnight New Year's event. And I was like, yeah. there's Jacob Taylor. He never replied to me. I'm going to go confront him. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go talk to him. <laughs> and then, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, we 
all hit it off throughout the night and come to find out he thought I never replied. So when he saw me, he was like, oh, I told her she was pretty and she never replied to me. So it was just funny. We laugh about it now. Um, For sure. Yeah. And then me and my uh, best friend, Bree, went to the convenience store and I was like, hey, you want to come? And he's like, yeah. And, you know, but yeah, then um, we just became best friends when I graduated college. Um, I was home for about a month before I went to Washington. Right, right, right. And I, I, I mean, I tell all that background to kind of, you know, I guess set the stage for the rest of the conversation because you 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 come home and then you guys started dating and uh so you're he's on staff and you know you know you're dating this this guy and and you know you actually were going to a church in south austin which i think is totally fine uh you know but sometimes you would go and hang out right and so you know we're as as girlfriend um and then fiance uh of this youth pastor uh what were there any challenges and were there any like um uh, how did you like, like overcome some of those things because i think there's obstacles when that when that happens is that, am, I, am i right or am i wrong i feel like i'm right you are man <laughs> so it was an interesting time when i came back from washington like i said before i really thought that's where i was going to stay i didn't want to mm-hmm. come back to austin i didn't want to come back and, and and live here and so I was, I was pretty upset with god i was like man like why am i here like I'm living back at home. Like, I don't have a job. Like, what am I doing? And um, mm. I think mean, I was faithful. I got a job and, you know, moved out. And I just kind of felt like I was just like floating. I didn't really have a place. I didn't really have roots anywhere. Um, and so I went back to my home church and like, I had friends that, you know, grew up with, but we didn't really have like a, like I was saying, like the transition period from college to like, it's just, you're not a college student, but you're not like this established adult in society. You're really just trying to find your place. And um, I realized that like, that's an area that the church really lacks and is a young adult ministry. You know, there's a lot of stuff for families and that's great. And there's a lot of stuff for college and youth and that's great. But then you have this interim group. <laughs> um, yeah. And man, like, we need loving on too, right? And so I started going back to my home church and then I reached out to the pastor and I said, hey, I would really like to start a young adult ministry at church. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, like he was on board and we prayed about it. And um, it started uh, with maybe, I don't know, three or four of us. And then it just really like boomed and expanded. And it's really funny. Everybody who's in that group is now married um, and they some of them like all met through this, this like young adult small group, which none of us intended to that happen, but it was um, this little thing that makes me, makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> it's cool though. Yeah, it was. So while Jake and I were starting out our relationship and he is, you know, head first in youth ministry, I was also head first into this young adult ministry at my church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really felt that for like the first couple years of our relationship, like that's what I was called to do but it was hard right because like, I wanted to still support Jacob in his ministry and be um be a, a a person that the youth could go to um alongside Jacob um I think spouses in ministry play just as an important role um you know like you it's you're you're in that ministry too and so it's trying to find a balance from like finding my place in the world and finding out who I am outside of college and, and diving headfirst into this young adult ministry, but also trying to balance um, supporting Jacob and his ministry at a mm-hmm. church in Cedar Valley. And Cedar Valley is just um, a little bit different church than 
than I was used to growing up with. Um, so I say like that was a challenge, especially at the beginning of our relationship is, you know, finding time to be intentional in both of these ministries, but still be invested in the students. Um, and uh, I mean, I think sometimes there's fear that comes with that. Like, what if Jake and I break up and I'm fully invested in this youth group and I build these relationships with these students, um, I'm not gonna keep going to Cedar Valley, right? Like, so I think there are a lot of uh, fears with that, you know, just, I mean, I know, Dave and I have no attention of ever, you know, breaking out. Jacob is a fantastic person and, um, well, I mean, if you think about that, there's like so many layers that uh, we probably could do a whole show on that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the idea that, uh, you know, building relationship with these students, but we're dating and, oh, we're not anymore yet. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so there is some, there's definitely some challenges in that mm -hmm. in, in dating and, uh, and then, you know, finding your own. So I, I love that. And did you feel like, how did you, how do you feel like you balanced that or how did you, how did you guys work that out maybe? Yeah, um, I didn't do events on Wednesdays with the group that I was in, um, and so that way I, I made an attempt to be at Wednesday night youth, um, mm -hmm. and that was really important. And then, so our Bible study met on Monday nights, and Jacob would try to come, you know, whenever his his work allowed him to. Um, but Sunday mornings, I was dedicated to my home church. It wasn't until um, we got engaged that I transitioned my membership to Cedar Valley. Um, but I, I was still going regularly, you know, like, you know, a year and a half ago, but, um, sure. but, you know, I made an effort to go to Wednesday night and be a part of events and, um, you know, be present for, you know, D now and, and try to do camp and, you know, any retreats that they do. And so just being present and being a frequent presence in the youth group, I think, you know, it wasn't just some random person who popped in and out once every couple months, you know. Um, and then Jacob did the same for this young adult ministry is, you know, he would come to game nights that we had and dinners and, you know, bowling outings that we did. And so um, making an effort to be present um, when you can, I think it really helped us balance it. And just a level of understanding too, that, you know, sometimes like Jacob's ministry came first and he had to be there for the youth and he couldn't do everything that Mm -hmm. um my young adult ministry did and, and vice versa so there needs to be a level of understanding but also a level of support too right you're both in a ministry with the goal of people growing closer to Jesus and if as yeah. long you know we had to remind ourselves of that like man like I wish you would just be able to come to this but also being keeping in mind like you're also doing kingdom work and it's just as important it's not you know one above the other they're both Equally important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's really good. I think you had some definitely some real good golden nuggets in there. Um, and now, uh, two ceremonies, but one one marriage, right? And and so now it's like uh, for almost like ten months now, right? You guys have been married, and yeah. so now I guess you're I like that. officially. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know why I know that. Well, maybe it's my birthday's in September, but uh, I, I don't know. We were you were, you were at both weddings. You officiated, officiated yeah. the second one. So, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's not like I wasn't a part of any of this stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but just as um as you transitioned from fiance and and like you said, you were already kind of building relationships when you were at Cedar Valley, but as you transitioned from that role as fiance to 
um, pastor's wife, do you, what do you find? Do you find yourself incorporating some of those things that you learned as you were dating? Do you find yourself, uh, you know, what, what kind of, how do you, how do you feel like the role now? What's, has anything changed? Anything different? Or is it more challenging? Yeah, um, I think being married has allowed me to be more present with the youth. Um, I live here now. I didn't live here before. I lived, you know, just an hour away. And that's hard. Right. <laughs> you're working and then you're just like so exhausted and then have to drive in Austin traffic is, man, it's just like draining that I get home super late. So it definitely has allowed me to be more present. Um, you know, I can go to more events, games, theater shows, you know, track meets, things like that, that um, I wasn't able to really do before we were married as much as I can do now. Um, I have definitely grown closer to the people in the church. Um, But I I think before I was, you know, David's girlfriend and fiance, he was helping. Um, But now I am like a staff member's wife. Um, but sometimes I feel like people should remember that, like, I say this, like, I have to remind myself that, like, my identity is not Jacob's wife, or my identity is not, you know, like, that's not the only role I can play is, is being Jacob's wife. And so finding a place in Cedar Valley, too, where I can serve um, in addition to, mm. um, you know, you know, you're in staff and at a church and you've been in staff and ministry and, you know, Carrie has served in various roles that, always haven't been lined up with, you know, being a pastor's wife and leading different kinds of ministries and uh, things like that. So I, I would say I, it's allowed me to be more present, but also, you know, reminding myself that I can serve a purpose in the church that is also outside of being a pastor's wife. And that's not the only role that I can serve in the church. So don't be afraid to do that. Yeah, it's, it's challenging, right? Because, you know, making sure that you have like healthy boundaries and you know like especially being on staff and being the pastor's wife is there is a level of of healthy boundaries that you have to maintain and yeah I'm still learning how to do all of that I'm still trying to figure out because I am an official member of the church and I am there every Sunday every Wednesday every event helping out yeah I'm still figuring it out I don't have all the answers but well, I, and I think one of the things that I've learned over the years, and um, it's a really simple concept, you just have to find your way around it, but sometimes uh, you just have to say no to certain things. Mm-hmm. And um, that for me, that was a learning curve, to be honest with you, because, you know, well, you're on staff. You have to say yes to everything. Well, you don't always have to say yes to everything and it's just but i mean it's figuring out how to say no the right way at the right time to the right people and uh you know know, that's just for me personally maybe maybe that's helpful maybe it's helpful to the listener maybe it's not but uh andy stanley has a really great book on it and i can't remember the title of it right now but basically there's just some things that you have to say no to because they're just going to either stretch you too thin or you're not really capable for it you know you're not equipped for it yeah, I, I don't know why I don't know why I went there, but uh, you no, know, it's important uh, though. Yeah, to, yeah, you can't do everything all the time for everyone everywhere. <laughs> you just yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 there. You go, uh, physically <laughs> impossible, right? But also though, uh, no, I was, I was just gonna say like 
that's why each member of the church serves a different purpose. So you don't have to do everything. Like you're not called to and don't try to fill a role that's not yours to fill. Oh, come on, girl. You preach it now. <laughs> well, um I love that. I love that. And so, um uh, if there was like if you were to sum up any type of advice that you would maybe give uh, a young lady or uh, a young woman, fiance, wife, uh, who's in a similar position, maybe, uh, you know, what, what would you say to them, you know, in a brief, you know, you had their ear right now and you just want to sum up some, some amazing advice right now. What do, what would you say to them? Have a core group of people that are not members of your church. And I say that because you need to be able to have, an outlet that is unbiased towards things that come up and to be able to go to somebody for accountability that isn't within the walls of your physical church. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that that is so important, especially if you feel like you don't, you can't go to anybody in your church or you feel like you don't have that support. It's really important to have someone outside of your, your church body Because, I mean, ministry is hard. It is whether you are a spouse of someone in ministry, whether you are bivocational, whether you are, you know, full-time ministry. You know, obviously there's no such thing as part-time ministry, just part-time pay. (laughs) When you're doing ministry, you are, you're doing ministry full-time, right? And you're you're fully invested in any type of ministry is, it's hard. Kingdom work is is not always easy. Mm -hmm. To be able to have a healthy outlet, I think is really important. I have a really solid group of friends that I know I can go to and seek out advice and, or vent frustrations and seek guidance and in a biblical way, right? Like not, you know, Jeremy did this. Let me just tell you about it, but be able to go and like talk things out through. And it's just so healthy to have that outside of your church body people. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think that's one of the things that we probably said over and over again on the show. You know, don't don't let yourself be alone and don't put yourself on an island and 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 don't yell at your pastor cuz uh you you might get fired, right? So, we'd rather we'd rather people yell at us than than the than their leadership, right? Yeah. And I mean, man, we are we are made for community or we are made to do life with people for yeah. things like that, right? To have like biblical guidance in, in counseling and discernment and you know like Jeremy you have different spiritual gifts than these right so I can come to you and be like man Jeremy like what do you think of this how would you handle this you know have you ever encountered this obstacle before and, and being someone that you know you can go to like it's yeah and you know that yeah. you know it's not going to get back to anybody in the church and things like that so have, have healthy totally. outlets and have the strong support system and that's true for whether you're a ministry or not like that is it's just so important to have in life that's good that's real good well do, do you feel like uh do you feel like i've covered covered all the bases here uh you feel like you need to add anything <laughs> no um no i would say it's fun doing ministry with jacob i love that you guys are doing this podcast um i'm really excited for this series of women in ministry um whether again you're the spouse of someone in ministry or that is your your job in your full-time ministry uh, i'm really excited for you guys to shed some light on women in ministry and that women can do ministry you know just as well and um yeah 
Um, I would also just want to encourage anybody who is in a similar position and trying to find your place in a new church um, with also being newly married. Just make sure that you and your spouse make time for each other. You know, mm. make sure you're guys putting yourself first and your marriage first. I think that's something that Jacob and I are learning um, is that, you know, we have to put, you know, obviously God first and then our marriage. And if we can't be successful and healthy in our marriage, and that's going to be an out, it's going to pour over into our ministry. Um, So yeah, put your, put your marriage first. (laughs) Um, And God will be faithful to provide for us. Amen. Amen. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. We always love to end each show with two questions in there. They're not very hard questions, uh, more uh, you know, more along the lines of just fun questions, right? So if you were to share, without incriminating anyone, what your craziest or funniest ministry moment is, and then what song did you intentionally look up this past week? Crazy. And you can do them. You don't have to do them in that order. You can do them in whatever order you'd like. I recently looked up, I think it was yesterday, Purple Rain by Prince. It was stuck in my head. So I was jamming to some Prince yesterday, you know, okay. kind of getting the, out of the funk of work. Um, I work way more than 40 hours a week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sometimes you got to blast, blast some Prince. Um, <laughs> my wildest, crazy, interesting ministry moment Funniest, strangest, something that make us go, hmm, I don't know, you know. But again, if, if you need to change names to, so you don't incriminate anyone, please do so. Uh, ah, hold on. You had to pass. That's okay. That's okay. Um, That's okay. We, we, uh, Jacob and I love to do, you think, and I'll tell a story. So uh, Jacob, well, at least he and I together, you know, we, uh, we like to take Happy Meals and blend them up, take a cheeseburger, French fries and Coke and the apples too. put them in the blender. And uh, I, I, I watched, this wasn't with Jacob, but I watched this seventh grade girl put it down. She took that, that, and she went, wham. And she just downed it. You know what that stuff smells like? It smells like vomit. It's terrible. It's just terrible. So I was, I mean, she got like, like, I will never forget Jesse downing the blended Happy Meal. She is tops in my book. Oh, man. That just like makes me queasy thinking about that. <laughs> uh, can you? Oh, that would not stay down very long. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, I don't know say, what happened afterwards. All right, but your, it's your turn now. Okay, I would say one of my craziest moments in ministry is, um, so one time I was lifeguarding at the lake, at Highland Lakes, and, because, um, you know, ministry in that suit is my, is my role. And we had heard, like, on the radio that there were, um, not on the radio, like, on the news, that, like, Lake Travis had just a high, like, alligator gar population that summer. And so we really had like be on the lookout. Um, now they won't like bother you unless you bother them, but you put middle school boys in the lake and they're gonna bother and swim after an alligator guard. It's just gonna happen. So I was like guarding on top of the um, blob tower. You no, know, like you jump off. I, I guess everyone knows what a blob is. 
And I, I look down the water and I kid you not, there's like this 10 foot alligator gar, like swimming towards the end of the blog. And there's this like middle schooler at the end. And this person, before I could stop them, runs, like blobs the other person off. And then the alligator gar like disappears. We have no idea where it went. And so we had to like blow the whistle, like clear the lake. And then it like <laughs> appears on the other side of the blob. And the guy at the end, he was like, the lifeguard, like this <laughs> grown adult man was like, I'm going to go wrestle it and swims after this alligator gar, like in the middle of Lake Travis. And like, there's like a crowd of like heads, like watching him. And I'm just standing up there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to have to report that he like died from like trying to wrestle this alligator gar. And to this day, like whenever people talk about life on the lake, I'm like, well, I watched a lifeguard wrestle an alligator gar in the lake while like a group of middle schoolers watched him on the shore. <laughs> so that's just something that always like sticks with me and, you know, yeah, that's you gotta fun. have fun while doing ministry, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. That's great. And he survived, right? I don't think we got the follow up on that. Oh yeah. He's fine. He's married, has two kids. It's fine. Richie, <laughs> Richie, if you're listening, it's you. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to to just uh, uh, you know, as as you've already made it through the interview. You obviously we didn't have Jacob on this interview, but we already talked about that. But just to to talk and and visit and uh, just share some some insights. Thank you so much for doing it, Amanda. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, I have to tell you guys that that was y'all did a really great job with like a one on one interview. I I was. Like I said, I, I listened to it earlier, and mm-hmm. just the but it was like basically y'all had a, a conversation, and a conversation that I think some people just need to hear. And uh, mm. whether you're in between, you know, college and your adult life, trying to figure out what do you need to do, or uh, maybe you are in a relationship where you end up with uh, a minister doing whatever, not just youth ministry, but and I, I mean, she 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 nailed it on the top of the head with everything between yeah. And and before we get too far forward, she never did email me on Facebook. Uh, and <laughs> to set the record straight, yeah, I'm gonna set that record straight. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I mean, I always like hearing the the her journey. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it, 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 I, I remember uh, her trip trying to get to Africa, and uh, mm. then, then I, I remember the her going to Washington. And uh, fun fact is that I used to get home from work, take a nap, just to be in t- to wake up to have a be able to talk to her on the phone because of the such a time difference. Yeah, and two hour two hour difference, and because of what they were doing, they wouldn't get in until it was like one o'clock here, and I'm like, Ugh. so, uh, yeah. That was so surprise. you so you took a nap to make sure you spent time with her on the phone. Yep, late in the evening, man. That's that's super sweet, Jacob. Well, we weren't even dating then. Like it was, I was still in that friend zone. And if someone puts you in the friend zone, I will tell you this much. If you work hard enough, you'll get out of that friend zone. <laughs> no, so. no, no. That, that was like, that was a freebie, okay? Yeah. It was a freebie dating advice freebie right there. Yeah. So. 
And it, it, it may or may not work, but sometimes you just take the risk when you th- you know it's right. So, yeah. uh, that's good. But and just to hear the because you know sometimes I get so wrapped up in what I I'm doing, I f- I forget on some of the things that she was doing while we were doing uh, dating and in separate spots. So, uh, so I remember I remember you going to the game nights and all that stuff. But for me, it didn't click that that you were kind of participating in her ministry. Like, yeah. I remember you telling me about that, but it was just like, and so when she was telling me about it, I was just like, oh man, that's really cool. You know, because she was a part of what you were doing when she could be a part of what you were doing. And then you were a part of what she was doing when she was doing it, when, when mm-hmm. you could be a part. And uh, I, I just loved that, that balance, you know, in that period of time on your relationship. And I thought that was super cool. So, yeah. And uh, even now still, we, uh, We'd still go and uh, a couple, I would say about a month ago, they had a, like a, uh, like a reunion Reunion. type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm friends with all of them. And I uh, even gave one of, like, there's a guy that he does his own uh, podcast. He does magic, uh, the gathering, I guess that's what it's called, podcast. And Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I helped him like, and it, it gave me relationships outside of the the walls of my church yeah and, uh i helped him like you know you build these friendships and i you know we joke around and uh one of the things i do is i give everybody a hard time and there's and they all give each other hard times so uh it was it gave me the opportunity to build relationships with other people and i wish i could do a better job at continuing that like not just when, you know, they have the group hangouts and stuff like that, but, uh, life's busy. So, uh, but we, we actually recently talked about having that community again and being able to do it again and, uh, that we needed it to kind of separate life from church and yeah. all that stuff. So, well, I think she brought up a really neat and interesting po- point and I don't know if it's, uh, I remember, um, in the early 2000s, after I graduated high school, um, there I was in a town of about 12,000 people, uh, just outside of Bastrop. Um, and you know, the the next class up was college and career, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it was like this mix of singles and and people who had just graduated high school, and some people were in college, and and then there was even some people that were like 40 years old that. You know, they they didn't they didn't have a Sunday school class, right? Yeah, yeah. And so while it was, you know, but there was about ten of us, and uh, you know, you think about the math on that, and you go, you know, maybe maybe that is a, an underserved area yeah. of the church in in certain towns. You know, I'm not saying that churches are doing a bad yeah, job. Yeah. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying I remember, you know, 21 years ago when, you know, I was kind of in that same boat. You know, mm-hmm. and. You know, we 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 did what we could, but uh, still dive into the word, and and they they tried to service the the, the best that they could too. So, well, you know, even when you were called to Cedar Valley, uh, and you called me, you're like, "Hey, you want to come help?" Or, "Hey, come check this church out." I was in that I was in that exact spot at the time. Like I, I was like, "Yeah, I'll go," because I wasn't I didn't have a church. I mean, I had my home church that I grew up in, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't, it's not something I went to 
on a regular basis because it, it and I think they've changed that. I think they they're they are putting focus into that now. I'm at least that, that's what I've heard, and that could have changed since I've heard that too. So you just never know. But yeah, that that period of time where you're just trying to figure everything out, man, it it's it's tough. And I think and she did a really good made when she was at Manchac that they she decorated and remodeled a room just for them. Uh, yeah, that's cool. She focused. I mean, she taught every week, and uh, uh, and like I said, we kind of talk about doing that again. Because uh, mm. uh, our church is old, older. I, w- I won't say old, but uh, they're older, and you know, then you take away a certain like two or three families. We're the youngest people, like yeah, and. That's hard. That's hard for. Uh, it's hard for her because of mm-hmm. her personality. But for me personally, I'm I'm, I'm an introvert. Uh, yeah. I, I it doesn't. I'm just you know I'm there to do what I need to do. What God called us called me to do. But she needs right, right. Community, community and. Uh, so yeah, I, we we talked about that. I think last week about you know restarting that. Yeah not exactly the same thing but something outside the church just uh basically like a community group and oh uh, yeah that's where her heart is and and she's good at it so totally totally uh, well um and you know she touched on a few other things she she talked about balance she talked about you know making sure the your priorities are in order she talked about uh you know more or less you know to sum up kind of what she said, you know, dating your spouse, you know, continuing to pursue one another and, and not, uh, forsaking your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she, we talked about that and I, you know, all, all the things that she said were just, just so, um, uh, so relevant, so important for, um, uh, married couples, uh, young and, and older married couples that are just still maybe trying to figure it out. And, uh, you know, we, we, we struggle still occasionally, my wife and I, because we put our head down and, and, uh, you get tunnel vision sometimes, right? And, yeah. And, uh, that happens too. And you got to just, Hey, re- remember that, uh, you know, God, God and family and, and, you know, go from there, right? God, yeah. family ministry, stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was, it was great. And I'm, I'm, uh, I, I just really enjoyed our time together. It was good. So. And I'm glad we finally were able to get it out. Like it didn't, yeah, it's yeah, been, definitely been busy two, three weeks, and yeah, uh, we we have guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we we're not going to say what day that it comes out because we <laughs> obviously we just don't know. Uh, yeah, like yeah, said, we. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm headed to camp on Monday. Headed to Piney Woods mm-hmm. in Wood Lake, Texas. Um. So if you listen to this and you're in week two of Piney Woods, then I'll be around. Uh, <laughs> Come say hello to Jacob, right? Yeah. If you if you can recognize me, if you watch on, you see a picture of me. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna see me, but I know. Oh, uh, if if somebody if somebody hears this and finds Jacob at camp next week, I'll come up with a free gift. Whoa. I'll send you something. We will definitely. Put, Put you on the the front page of our Facebook page. Just something. We'll do something for sure. Not that we have like a giant following, but 
<laughs> uh, but who knows? We'll see what happens, right? You know, I, I talked to Mike Romero this morning. I, I was like, hey, man, I, I was just looking through my emails and just noticed that they switched the worship leader. I said, are you going to be at Pine Woods next week? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. And I was like, All right. I was thinking about it uh, today. It's like, what if I take my podcast stuff up there and we have our first live in-person podcast recording? I mean, I don't know if it's possible, but uh, it was just a thought I had. So I don't know. Just we'll see. Huh? How about that? Yeah, I'll coming th- coming soon. Coming soon, 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 soon. We we, <laughs> we should. Pr- I can't wait till they have start having conferences again, and that yeah, we, we can go out there and you know promote and talk mingle to a little bit, right? Yeah, get people to because you're limited on Facebook because not everybody does Facebook anymore. And I, yeah, I refuse to go on to Twitter. You do the Twitter. Me, I'm not Twitter so much because uh, I get in, into disagreements like just now i was on uh I, I do follow baseball on twitter and I, this kid told was tweeting out that aaron judge was murdering the uh astros and i'm like that's not even true <laughs> he had a in, he this came after an infield grounder that toro stopped but he had to watch the third there was a person on third base that he watched back to third mm-hmm. then threw it and he was safe, but if he didn't have to watch that third the player on third base, he would have been out. I'm like, that's not murdering the Astros. That's just the the way the game worked out. So, oh my gosh, Twitter Twitter is just one of those places that you can get lost in. And yes, I found myself lost in Twitter a little bit, kind of like you're talking about. Yeah, more or less, it just ends up being pointless, right? Yeah, and so, so trying not to waste energy. I mean, I like it, but anyways, well, Jacob. You want to do this again uh, next week, or you want to do this again soon? Yeah, that, I'm busy next week, but the week after, <laughs> let's try. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors Too podcast. Find us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to see our ugly faces, look for us on YouTube. While you're at it, give us a like on Facebook. See you next week.